welcome to another episode of concise kansaratwa after a longish break i should say and with that i start the new season 2 why kansara you may ask would you start a new season during the end of the year i must tell you that the new year for gujarati started in what is commonly called november and so there are still many more months left for vikram samvat 2078 to disappear into the pages of history the one city that refuses to disappear into the pages of history is kashi varanasi banaras which shone with a brilliance in our hearts when the kashi vishwanath corridor was inaugurated recently the word kashi itself comes from the root kash which means to shine and in case you think that i know sanskrit let me clarify that i simply took this from the book immortal india by j h dave the book also told me that the city is also called by other names such as avimuktaka anandakanana and mahashmasan the inauguration by the prime minister ruffled some feathers as usual for these feathers of forever waiting for something that narendra modi would do or would not do so that they can ruffle like there is no tomorrow in any case after the fiasco of giving in to the demands of the protesting farmers farmers within courts narendra modi figured that it is time to switch on the hindutva mode including the apparel and the rituals just a day before the inauguration the sultan of sinister swing rahul gandhi had very pictorially represented the difference between hinduism and hindutva by explaining that hindutva stabs people in the chest from the back he in fact enacted this for the benefit of those who could not understand his oral nuggets if that were not enough he inferred in his inimitable style that this nation is for hindus and not hindutva because he is a hindu according to his own lies while modi is hindutva obviously oic was not amused by this talk of the nation being for hindus and slammed the sultan of sinister swing for trying to harvest majoritarianism a word that is a favorite of malini parthasarthis of the hindu a newspaper that is ashamed to use the honorific for general rawat but batted no eyelids to name bajwa as a general anyway after stating simply that i do not distinguish between hinduism and hindutva the same way that i do not see this india and that india that unfunny stand up comedian see to get applause from drunk degenerates i will move on narendra modi as i said turned on the hindutva mode during the inauguration by stating some uncomfortable truths that have never been uttered by any prime minister earlier not even jawaharlal nehru who has been rather known to utter comfortable untruths kashi mein ek hi sarkar hai said narendra modi meaning that there is only one government or rule in kashi or to translate the intent kashi belongs to only one namely well figure it out if you haven't in fact kashi khand of skanda purana states trilokya nagare vatra kashi rajagruham mama shiva says that the three worlds form one city of mine and kashi is my royal palace i guess then that modi knew what he was talking about which is usually the case once again just reminding you that i am trying to sound erudite by sharing some sanskrit lines from the book immortal india by j h dave the line from modi however that would have got the goat of the taliberal click is when he said that yahan agar aurangzeb aata hai to shiva ji bhi uth khade hote hain in other words 
learn hindi but let us not be too harsh here in other words if an aurangzeb comes here then a shivaji also stands up high the line forced audrey trushke who considers herself the personal historian of the tyrant aurangzeb and who would want us to believe that aurangzeb was an almond milk drinking vegan soy boy to come out of a reverie from malice against hindus and attack shivaji maharaj on some vague angle of caste of course her concocted delusions were put in place by the usual handle who gets into some tussle every two weeks with clockwork regularity interestingly and as it happens with most speeches where one line overwhelms the others the line itself was preceded by an equally powerful rhetoric from modi one was kitni hi saltanatein uthi aur mitti mein mil gayi or in other words learn hindi let us not be too harsh here in other words many kingdoms arose and then were raised to the ground but i would rather equate sultanat with sultanate instead of kingdom modi then followed this up with aurangzeb ke atyachar uske atank ka itihas kashi hai in other words learn well kashi is the history of aurangzeb's tyranny his terror you can make what you will of these lines but i believe that there is a lot more to come remember the slogan ayodhya to jhanki hai kashi mathura baki hai well kashi has started just in time for the elections i must say but hey what is democracy without elections and what are elections without promises only in this case the promise was electoral but also rather more personal more tangible more civilizational unlike the electoral promises made by the million hued chameleon of free this and free that incidentally the chinese have been creating some noise around democracy by claiming that it has a democracy that works apparently in much the same way that cheap made in china gadgets work friendly media houses all around the world including some big names have been carrying such articles for the benefit of their audience which consists of those working with the other friendly media houses even guns and roses could not make chinese democracy work so let us leave it at that speaking of the chinese the farmer unions ended their protest a few days earlier after the parliament revoked the three farm laws the reason the protest was allowed to fester like an open suppurating wound would not be known any time soon but the repealing has set a precedent that laws can be repealed by street power further this move hardly provides confidence about the government's intent to take on well orchestrated riots and somehow forces us to forget what happened on january 26 earlier this year somehow government induced amnesia is how governments have worked over the years and this one is no exception if the way the government handled the farmer protests farmer within courts had been an isolated instance of underestimating the dangers of violence then that could have been a different issue but the same had happened with the anti caa protests too when peace gave way to riots and engineered mayhem in the capital it was hardly a surprise therefore when after the announcement from the prime minister that the farm laws will be repealed oic talked about bringing back protests against the caa a government that cannot manage street power is hardly a government that can be counted upon to protect its own citizens from internal strife in a way this plays out at the level of the states too in west bengal where the bjp is in a dilapidated opposition it is powerless to protect its own supporters from what can only be considered as state sponsored violence in haryana 
where the BJP is in dilapidated power, it comes with politically myopic, not to mention ideologically genius ideas such as setting aside designated spaces for Muslims to offer their daily prayers. In a country where mandirs belong to the government, while other places of worship enjoy an autonomy like the judiciary, one has to be supremely suicidal to even think of ceding open spaces to those who anyway like to grab spaces, open or closed. ML Khattar, the Haryana CM, finally revoked the order and promised some reconciliation. And this was after the Hindus made sure that they stay strong and do not let go of these spaces by chanting Hanuman Chalisa. Bhuta Pishach Nikatanahiyave Mahabir Jabinama Sunave. My feeling, however, is that this is not going to end well because once you leave some space, physically or politically or ideologically, there is hardly a turning back. Haryana, by the way, was also in the news recently because the state government, or rather its pollution control board, forced Hindustan syringes and medical devices to shut down its plan during a time when syringes are needed to cover the vaccination program against the Wuhan virus. HMD is the world's largest manufacturer of syringes and provides for about two-thirds of India's syringe requirements. The Pollution Control Board ordered the closure because it said that the company was using diesel generators, as if the entire state has no other sources of pollutants. Of course, the authorities then magnanimously allowed HMD to resume its operations, but only after the MD, Rajiv Nath, had to request and reach out to the PMO, the Ministry of Home Affairs, the designated CM's office, the designated CM himself, the Ministry of Health, the Department of Pharmaceuticals which comes under the Ministry of Chemicals and Fertilizers, the Ministry of Commerce and Industry, Piyush Goel, his office which follows 29,000 people on Twitter for Modi only knows why, the handles for ease of doing business in India and Invest India in a delectable irony that was completely missed, and, of course, the bureaucratic bugbear, the HPCB. At least some of these are the ones he thanked when he was allowed, magnanimously, as I just said, to resume the operations of his company. The sad state of the, well, the state and the level of bureaucratic interference and political myopia, a recurring theme, can be gauged from two tweets from Rajivnath. In one, he said that the cost of power from diesel generators is Rs 24 per unit, while the cost of power from the state electricity board is Rs 9 per unit. If the government can ensure steady power to Faridabad, he pleaded, why would he need to spend 2.67 times on the diesel generator? Again, to remind you, there is a BJP government at the state and the BJP government at the centre had, even in its first term, waxed eloquent about exceeding the power generation demands. Way back in June 2020, Rajivnath had tweeted that inadequate availability and cost of quality power was one of the reasons for the state's manufacturers having a disability. Additionally, he said that no genset is allowed to run if it does not meet the emission and noise pollution norms set by the pollution board anyway. The two tweets had a total of 7 retweets and 8 likes. I get better engagement for my tweets that hardly make sense even to me, which only goes to show that after Parag Agarwal has taken over as the CEO, we can only expect Twitter to move from Instagram to TikTok. The unspoken question by Rajiv Nath, however, was 
how can bureaucracy be allowed to run helter skelter with absolutely no concern for the nation's progress we have all been victims of bureaucratic high handedness all our lives and all promises of bureaucratic reforms have been buried inside files that include meticulous records of committee meetings that have never happened will there be a progress corridor one day that would remove the filth of bureaucracy and show us the magnificence of the nation's aspirations well if there is bureaucracy on one side then there is judiciary on the same side both acting with an abandon that hardly complies with a democratic country the judiciary however does not like article 191 of the constitution of india except in so far as its appreciation is concerned and therefore i will cease to comment on pending cases with that i hope that i can continue to churn out episodes more regularly for hope springs eternal in the hue people memory organs i would also love to hear from you on concise kansaratva what you liked what you did not and what topics you would like to hear next and the best way to do so would be to tag me on twitter at kansaratva until next time namaste mema annapurna bless you all